Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Isaiah chapter number 59, take my text this morning, and if you'll listen to this, this will help you. God won't make you, he's not going to lay you down and force feed you. But if we'll take this, I say we, I had to eat this before you did. I'm telling you, some of it's a little bitter, but it is good for the soul. The natural man, I'm telling you, we're not here long. This thing's fading away. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. And uh, I, I, I just, uh, Isaiah chapter number 59, I'm going to, Read a couple of verses. I'll be all over the Bible this morning. You, you don't have to follow me. I don't know if I'll read it or try to quote some of it. Some of it I do not want to miss a word out of it. So, uh, so I, I may try to, uh, I may just read it. Isaiah 59 verse number 1. When you are there say amen. amen. Behold. The Lord's hand is not shortened. That it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy. That it cannot hear. But your iniquities. Have separated between you and your God. And your sins. Have hid his face. From you. That he will not hear. Father, I love you and I thank you for the day and the place and the people. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the promise of this book, God. Without it, I'd be in a bad way today. But oh, my God, how good and faithful is my Lord. And I pray that you'd bless this message, God. I've asked you to help me to fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the Holy Writ. Touch every heart in the house and everyone that couldn't be here. And God, that that might be viewing this in another place or even at another time. I'm asking you, God, to use this uneducated hillbilly one more time for the glory of the sovereign God of heaven. And I pray, God... That what I do and say today be pleasing unto you. You forgive all my sin. That I might preach this God. With a clean heart. And a pure mind. And that you would bless your word. For your sake. You'd save some lost soul here today God. Because there's no sin worth going to hell over. And I pray God that every heart in this house. Leave this building today. Knowing that they're in right relation. With the Lord God Almighty. I love you and I praise you. And I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Title of my message today is in question form. Does God hear? Does God hear? And I would answer, sometimes. 
Does God hear what you'd say? Well, God hears all the time. I would answer, sometimes. God hears all things at all times in all places. He's omniscient, omnipotent God. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He is omnipresent, so he's in all places at all times. At the same time, I can't comprehend that no more than you can, but he's God and he can do it and nobody else can. So if that is being true and we know it is, if I went to heaven, he's there. If I went to hell, he's there. He's in all places according to the psalmist. Can he hear me? Sure he could hear, but does God hear always? God chooses sometimes not to hear. I just read it to you that he will not Hear. He could hear, but he won't hear. There are things that prevent God from hearing because he said, if this or because of that, then I will not hear. And when God said something, uh, Sister Vicki said it, he don't change. What is it that that kept him from hearing? Well, he said it's your sin. Iniquity. And your sin has hid his face from you. Now, you know who he's talking to here? The people of God. The prophet is writing this to God's people. When you see it in in Isaiah 55, he's saying, come and eat and buy and drink and praise God. In 56, he said, I'm your husband. You're the wife of Almighty God. When you get to 57, he begins to give ethical instruction. He begins to instruct his people. You find that 57, 58, 59. And he said, the hands are not short that it can't say, nor... Nor is his ear dull that he can't hear. No, he can hear. But there's a reason if he chooses not to hear. Three stands, three, there's three positions of sin. If you would, allow me to elaborate on this just a moment. Three, first there is the act of sin. The act of sin, that's violation to the revealed will of God. Say, well, I don't know the will of God. Well, ignorance is no excuse. That's what the state trooper told me when I said I didn't know that was the speed limit. He said, sign here. Ignorance is no excuse. How much more God? It is the act of sin. Are we active in sin? It's not only the act, but another position of sin is this. It is the state of sin. So you have the act, but then you have the state of being in sin. That is this. It's absence of righteousness. So look here, look. I'll I'll go on record this morning and say the only thing right about me is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm even left-handed. Everything about me is wrong. But everything about him is right. But the state of sin is being without righteousness, which ultimately means this, I don't have him. 
If you don't have him, he ain't listening. Now, I know all these news people on, on, and on uh, social media and all that. I'm praying for you. You're praying for me. You're sitting in the bar. You're shacked up. You're living with somebody. Listen, you're in sin. You're in the state of sin, which means the absence of righteousness. But there's a multitude. There's a multitude out there. You don't have to come to this church. You can go somewhere and they'll tell you, hey, listen, he's, oh, God, God loves me. He's listening to you. I just read it where he said, hey, the problem is your iniquity separated, and I'm not going to listen to it. That's strong language. I got a better part. It'll end happy if you'll let it. I got to drive the nail in this coffin. In order for this to make sense, I, I beg God to show me which way to line this message out today. And here's how, I, that, that early this morning, while you're still asleep, he gave me this. But there's the third, there's the third position of sin, and that is the nature of sin. So it is the act, the state, and the nature. Now, what, it, what is that? Well, the nature is this. It, it, the, the nature of sin is simply its enmity toward God. Now, Paul says this, writing to the Romans, he says this, that look, the flesh is enmity with God. Well, we got a problem because that's what we live in. So the thing you're living in, the thing you're operating in, it may not be in the act of, of sin, active sin. It may not be in the state of sin, for we've been saved by the grace of God. But you are in a nature of sin because the thing you're living in is the flesh and its enmity with God. we got a problem. One guy said, oh, you'll be all right. He said, just don't name sin. Because as long as you don't name it, mm -hmm, you think it's somebody else got that problem and not you. I like what Sister Vicky, she set this up perfect. Because it is myself in the mirror that's my problem. It is the nature of sin. He's writing this to the people of God and the problem was... I'm going to give you four things, and I'm going to give them to you pretty quick. I'm going to try to this morning. And, and what it was, it was, see, people act in sin because of their nature, or they're in the state of the sin because of their nature, or they're actively in sin, or they're in the state of sin by choice, or they're, it's, it all boils down to this, your nature stinks. There's nothing wrong with me, preacher. Then you need to be the first one on the altar today. So I told Pat last night I was going to prayer. She's, she's working on a computer. For a part-time worker, she works more hours than any person I know for part-time work. I said, I'm going to go talk to the Lord for a little while. I didn't call it prayer. It, I was in conversation with God. You remember 
You remember, some of you may have heard uh, uh, Brother Gibbs preach that message when he was with Lester Roloff and they were in a court case and they were standing and he went to Lester's room early in the morning and Lester, Lester told him, said, come in. Come in, brother. Said, we're going, we're going, this thing's not going the way we need it to go and we need to pray this morning. And he said, he, uh, uh, David Gibbs said he went into Lester's room. Lester shut the door and he said, now look here. He said, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get clean. He said, we're going to get clean today. He said, because this thing's not going the way we need it to go. And we need, you and I both. Now, we're talking about Lester Roloff, who was one of the, I mean, he, he was at the point of legalism. He, he, pre, if it did, he preached against anything that moved, and if it didn't move, he kicked it so it wouldn't move, and he'd preach against that. And David Gibbs said, I got down and began to pray and said, I never heard, said, you talk about getting clean. You know how you get clean? You confess the thing that's wrong in your life. And I'm telling you, you'll be amazed how difficult that is to just get before God and start naming everything that's wrong with you. Don't talk about nobody else. God Fix this. Here's what's wrong with me. He already knows, but he wants you to say it so you'll know. See, in general prayer, we don't have to say anything. I can just pray, Lord, Wade Stover needs some help, and I'm sorry that he's the way he is, and, and you need to help him, and, and I'm, I'm confessing, I'm confessing, God, he needs some help. Now, those things, are, that's no hard, that's not hard to do. But I tell you what's hard to do is get on your face and say, God, here's the problem. I told a lie yesterday. I eat more than I should, made myself sick. I've got hard feelings against Gordon. I don't like you very much. Somebody got in my parking place and somebody sat in my seat. And I'm telling you, I bawled my kid out for no reason. I just mad at everybody else. Chewed my child out when I need to tell my own child I'm sorry. That goes, that changes a kid's life when a parent will tell him, say, I'm sorry. I was wrong and I'm sorry. You know what that does? That teaches them something that nobody else can teach them but you. When, when's the last time you told your kid you're sorry? And here's what the, just popped in your mind. The Holy Ghost revealed this to me. I ain't done nothing to be sorry about. Whoever that thought, whoever thought that needs to be the first one on the altar. I ain't liking this preaching. You ought to be the one having to do it. Does God hear? Sometimes. So we're up. Now we know the state of sin, which the act or, or the position, the act, the state, or the nature. And we're going to fall into one of those, and some fall into all of them. And I'm afraid sometimes we dip our toe in the water. So I'll just try that for a minute. God's a God of all grace. And it don't matter. Yes, it does matter. That's why he wrote this right here to his people. He said, I got a problem. And my arm, it, and I can save. And I can hear. But I'm choosing not to because what you're doing. You're not where I want you to be. Are you where God wants you to be? I hope everybody hears in the vineyard that God wants them. And if not, you're going to cause you and me both a lot of trouble. But when you find that vineyard, you put down roots. 
I'm telling you, the natural order of the Word of God and the Spirit of God is this. A bud, it'll shoot forth a little branch and there'll be a bud come out on that and there'll be fruit on that bud. It'll turn into fruit. Now, now, I hope you're where you want, ought to be. So, the four things that, that the Holy Ghost gave me yesterday was this. Number one was this. Does God hear? No, he wasn't listening because of number one, the ruinous conduct. They were involved in things that were ruining their walk with the Lord. The Lord said, I'm your husband to the children of Israel. You're my wife. You are married to me. That's what he's saying right there. You are married to me. But when you choose something over me, it's spiritual adultery. It, it wouldn't be any different than your wife or, 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 or your husband seeing somebody else and saying, I'd rather have that than you. That's the same thing in the eyes of God. Spiritually speaking, he's saying, you chose this over me. Now, he's talking to the children of Israel. Thank God for grace. I'm about to get, I'll get on that before this thing's over. But you're going to have to ride this horse with me till we get it all the way to the end of the line. Ruinous conduct. Their conduct was ruining their walk with the Lord. And look, when that occurs, don't you expect all the blessings of heaven to fall out on you? No, there'll be troubles, trial the way of the transgressor's hard. It'll be difficult. You'll be wondering why you got wake up with a flat tire about every three days. Here's what ruinous conduct, ruinous, the thing that ruins conduct does. Well, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Stay in it, it'll kill you. He's telling them here, I want you. He's just told them in the previous chapter, cry aloud and spare not. Tell them something's wrong. So you preaching, are you aiming at this, this at me? Yes. Yes. And me. And everybody listening. And everyone that calls herself a child of God and every lost person walking on the earth, I'm telling you what thus saith the Lord. I'm telling you where multitudes and multitudes are. There's good things going on. I'm going to get to the good things in a moment. But right now, understand this. That ruinous conduct leads to death. The wage of sin is death. You, won't be, you can't get out of it. That's a guarantee. First, it, it winds up killing this. You know what it done? It had killed the testimony of the children of Israel. They claim to be God's people and they're suffering all kinds of things. Well, if you're God's, why are you suffering all this? Here's what 1 John 5, 16. This is one of the strongest pieces of scripture in the word of God. If you see a brother sin, a sin which is unto death, I say unto you that you pray not for him. 
There is, you want to hear this? There is a sin unto death. There's a sin unto death. Now, for a long time, that train wrecked me. I literally put my face in the Bible one night in my prayer room and prayed and said, God, I don't understand this. Help me to understand. I believe it, but I don't understand it. Show me what that means. I do not know what that is. What is that sin? He said, now here's the thought, very profound. It was like somebody would talk to me. It's the thing that'll kill you. So it's not just a sin. It's the sin. What is the sin? There's a lot of sin that'll kill you. And in, no, what, is that? what is that? That is the sin unto death. There is a sin unto death. I thought that was so simple I missed it all this time. That it is it's the thing that will kill you. These things that will kill you, Gabe. As young and stout as you are, these things you get involved in, it will kill you. And this is, well, this is a little bit tricky. Don't, when you see them that way, don't pray for them. Don't pray about that. Why? Because you can't get them out of it. They're going to have to get out of it themselves. I can't get Jason out of that thing. He's in it. You can't get Mike out of that. I get involved in that. The only one going to get Mike out of that's Mike. Ruinous conduct. Number two. Number two. It's this. You know what the conduct done? It revealed their condition. Here's the thing. We can, and Brother Gordon used this this morning. We can try to justify everything we want to. Well, well, that really don't matter. Well, it really does matter. Psalmist said this, David, David, if I regard iniquity in my heart, finish it, Jenny. The Lord will not hear me. Does God hear? Sometimes. If I regard iniquity, that is this, that is this. I put the stamp of approval on that thing and I say, hey, that is not applicable to me. And then we hear the Word of God preached or we read the Word of God or we even might hear it in a song and, and all of a sudden we understand, whoop, I'm approving something that's not approved by the Lord. It's revealed conduct. Or it is our condition that we're in. It is revealed. We... Finally, who shows us that? The Holy Ghost. By the word, by the washing of the power or the water of the word, the Holy Ghost revealed these things unto us. But God, eyes and their ears heard it all, but God hath revealed it to us by his spirit. The revealed condition, he shows us. Because of the ruinous conduct, we find ourselves in this condition. And it's, 
it's, it's revealed. God's revealing the condition under the children right here. Here's, here's why I'm not listening to you. Is that You mean I've got a problem? Don't take it up with me. Your problem's not with the preacher. And the preacher's problem's not with you. Our problem is with ourselves between us and God. And like Brother Gordon said, it's not because of what he's given us. It's because of who he is. Nothing wrong with me, preacher. Yes, there is. I can prove it by scripture. None righteous. Well, you know what it says. Nobody. Preachers, deacons, Sunday school teachers, song leaders, these concert people that folks follow all over the world. None righteous. In trouble here, preacher. There's a reason he's not listening. Now, I, want you, I preached on this just the other day, I don't, a week or two back, maybe last week, I don't even know, but I know I used this chapter. John chapter number 9. Now, this is a man who was blind, who now has his eyes opened. He was blind, and he has his eyes open, but he knew, even in his blindness, what the law said. Because here's what he says to the Pharisees when he's speaking to them, John 9, 31. Now, we know that God heareth not sinners... We know he's not listening. And that don't seem like much until we find that got that child out there hanging by a thread or that marriage that's about to fall apart or that thing that is most necessary for us to continue on in what God has put us in. So I got a call from Holly yesterday from the prison. She called me. And it said, it said, you will not be charged for this call. And told me where it was from. I pulled over so my truck, I wouldn't lose signal going down the hill. I pulled over and it was Sister Holly on the other end. Now, some of us have been praying fervently for her for, since she left. Some, some of you sent cards. She appreciates all them. And, and she, she's, she's where nobody wants to be. And, and I think wrongly, wrongly, but I don't have the power to change that or it would have never come to pass. But you know what she done? You know what she done on the phone? She called to encourage me. call to encourage me I'm listening Lord I'm listening just keep on brother Mike just keep on be encouraged remember my problem's not with you it's with this guy. Keep on. Yeah, but I'm fumbling, stumbling. It's not on fire. 
I'm not jumping pews and saying a thousand people saved. Just keep on. Don't you quit. I called to encourage you. She'd heard a message or something. She said, this is for Brother Mike. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. And she's about out of minutes. Sorry, Stephen. She used her minutes on the preacher. I thought, my word, how about that? I don't know about you, but I took that as a message from the Lord. That's not happened in a year and a half she's been gone. But then all of a sudden it happened now. She's going to call the preacher to encourage him. God heareth not sinners. The ruinous conduct, the revealed condition, and then here's what happens. Here's what happens. The required confession. Now this is where it gets right in our lap. Right in our lap. I've thought of this before. Somebody, one of you girls, give me your mirror. Required. Requ I don't want to break this thing. Required confession. Required confession. Required. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix you. But there's something you're going to have to do. I ain't doing it for you. I'm not going to do it for you. It's for that one right there. That one. Which one? That one. Well, ain't nothing wrong with me. That one. Standing. That's the guy right there. Now I'm about to preach the happy part. You know what I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm reading to you out of the law of God, the prophecy from the prophet Isaiah. And before the king shows up, 400 years of darkness and quiet, God's not been speaking. He's been letting them listen to this. You got a problem, I'm not listening because of you. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, somebody's born, a baby's born, when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law that he might redeem them that were under the law. Now he's going to do something big. Here's what he's going to say. <laughs> if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now God says this, we get the B part of all these verses. The wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life 
through Jesus Christ, our Lord, praise God forever. Hey, he's saying, I'm not going to hear you, but you talk, you confess it, you tell me what you've done wrong. I'll listen to everything you got to say. And you know what that does? That restores our confidence. 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. None in this guy. I'm the guy in the mirror. I'm the problem. But this is the confidence that I have in him. If I ask anything in his name according to his will, he heareth us. I don't like what's going on in his will. I want it to change in his will. Some said, James said it like this. You have not because when you ask, you ask amiss. You don't ask right. You're not broken. You're not confessing it. You're just talking. Listen, he wants to hear what it is that we've done. We already know. He wants us to know that he knows. Does God hear? Sometimes. When is that? When we meet the condition and have confidence, restored confidence in him. Catch that. In him, in that verse, we have confidence in him. I'm hung up on that. It's in him. And we have that confidence in him. Verena, come to the piano. That if we ask anything... In his name, according to his will, he heareth us. That's the time he's listening. He listens to those that may have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. If we get sorry for our sin, then, then God, God will hear us. And, 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 and he, said, he said, if you don't forgive your brother, I won't forgive you. You know what? That's big language right there. That's big language. Yeah, but you don't know what they've done to me. What did you do to Jesus? What did you do to Christ? I killed him. Mike McCoy guilty of the death of Jesus Christ. Now watch this gal on social media. Just play me something for her. I don't care what. You pick the song. It'll be right. I watch this girl on social media. She's young. She's good looking. She's probably got money. Her fingernails alone probably cost five or six hundred dollars. And she's talking about everything anti-God and how God can't do this and God can't do that. If he's God, why don't he do all this? And here's what I thought. I thought God looks on her and says, you're pitiful. I'm standing in the gun shop the other day. There's a bunch of guys gathered around. We're all talking about the troubles in the world. And they're talking about the things that's going on in town and some things that's going on they knew about. It's, a, it's some pretty bad things. You wouldn't be surprised what goes on in Crossville, Tennessee. And they're talking about one guy in particular. And they said, man, I'm telling you, that guy's trouble and there's going on about this. And I said, you want to know what blows my mind, guys? 
that that's the guy Jesus died for. You know what blows my mind? He died for Mike McCoy. You don't know what turns my, cranks my tractor. God commendeth his love toward us in that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what I'm telling you this morning? Friend, if you're here and got the halo on, you're excused to go get in your car and leave. I'm not preaching to you this morning, but I don't see one in the building today. I'm telling you, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we're not burdened by the things that we used to be burdened by, if it's more duty than desire, if we've lost the desire and the fire, and there's something standing, there's a reason that we lose it. Bless God. There's a reason that it's gone. It's you. It's you. You're the reason it's gone. When I was talking to the Lord, he said, you're the reason. You're the reason. Do you know that song, Marcus? I hear the Savior say, thy strength indeed is small. Would you come? You want to stand this morning all over the house? Find in me your all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I'm going to anoint Brother Chuck. I'm going to ask you ordained authority to come with me. I'm going to anoint Brother Chuck this morning. While he's continuing to pray. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.